everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. This is the Ministry Staff Podcast. And if you serve, work, volunteer in any type of ministry, this is the podcast you want to be listening to on a regular basis. Everything we talk about is how to do great ministry, how to have the right heart, the right way to do it. And that's what you want. Plus, hey, we just got certified that uh, this podcast is entirely COVID-19 free. So let's get into today's topic. Let me ask you a question. How are you doing? How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing spiritually? How's your heart today? Are you happy? Are you confused about some things in your future? Do you have some doubts going on? Are you wondering about your future? Maybe you've got some stuff in your heart that's caught up from your past, some unforgiveness, some things that are bothering you, some bad memories, some regrets. My question to you is, where is your heart at today? And I don't know what day you're listening to this on. This could be a Saturday. This could be a Monday. I don't know. And you're like, Chad, what has that got to do with ministry? Let me tell you, your heart has a lot to do with ministry because let me tell you, out of your heart comes everything in your life. There is nothing that you will encounter in your life, nothing you will come across in your life that did not have a part in your heart. Proverbs chapter four, verse 23 says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Some versions say, some, some translations say, for out of it flow the issues. Every single part of your life comes out of your heart. And so our hearts, if they're not right, if they're not going the right direction, if we are not in the right place on the inside, what we do on the outside will never be in its right place. It doesn't work that way. Now, you can, you, can, you can set your hand to something and you can physically accomplish it, but without even the right motives and the right heart, there is actually no eternal fruit to it. There are so many, I, would say, I was about to say there's so many things that your heart determines, but that's not true. Everything, everything is determined by your heart. Out of it flows Every space, every condition, every moment, every decision, every motive in your life flows out of your heart. I'm asking you, where is your heart at today? What's going on in your heart? Where is your heart? And listen, here, here's the deal. Here's the perspective. One perspective of the question, where is your heart, is how does it feel? Uh, uh, what's going on in it. And I'm not saying that's a question we should not ask, but let me ask you, let me, let's look at it this way. Where is your heart today? As in, where have you decided to put your heart? So many people, and man, I used to do this. I used to live this way. We wake up in the morning, we look down on the inside of our heart and we determine where we are at because of the condition of our heart. But I tell you, when things begin to change, when you begin to really study the word and read the word and get close to God, you realize this. When you wake up in the morning, you look down in your heart, and if it ain't in the right place, you put it in that place. 
you maneuver it into that place. You say, heart, you better get your tail over here because this is where you belong. You see, we don't look to our hearts to decide what our futures are going to be. We don't look to our hearts to say, let me tell you what, uh, here's all I can do. Here's all I can be. Here's all I can feel is whatever this heart tells me. No, 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 no. The heart is where the issues of life flow out of, but we determine the condition of our heart. Do you know what that's called? It's called free will. You are never out of control of your own heart. It is never out of your control. Let me say, it's never not your subject. It is always subject to you. The question is, what have you been putting in it? What are you doing with your heart? And, and, and we get, I'm not saying that there's not times when we get, don't get frustrated, when we don't get upset, when we decide, you know, we've showed up at church or we've showed up at, at work and, and we're not ready to do our jobs and we're not feeling it. And I'm saying that happens. If the world were perfect, that would never happen. If the world were perfect, you would never have to guard your heart. But the reason the Bible says guard your heart and above all else that you do guard your heart, guard it with all diligence, is because there are things in this life that are going to come against your heart. But you know why you guard it? Do you know why it says guard your heart? Because you still have authority. Our hearts will absolutely determine our direction. But the heart is not the pilot of the aircraft. It is just the aircraft itself. The pilot is still you. I mean, you have this massive, you know, 747 or these massive military planes or whatever it is, a car, a massive train, something. It will move and it will move a ton of stuff. But it still functions with a driver. I want to ask you, where is your heart today? Or should I say this, are you in the hands of your heart or is your heart in your hands? More importantly, have you put your heart into God's hands? See, when we serve, when we minister, there are just so many different things. So various and so wide-reaching are all the different encounters and moments and complexities of doing good for others in an environment that is not perfect. Let me say that again, doing good for others in an environment that is not perfect. Yes, I want to go and shake that person's hand, but today they're having a bad day and they treat me like like junk and, and I just try to invite them into the church and they were like, get away from me and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm feeling bad. I'm all self-conscious. There's so many things. My leader's having a bad day, but they still have to lead praise and worship. I, I, I come into work and all this stuff has gone wrong and I thought it was going to be a great day and now this and blah. Where is your heart? In all this, can you sustain godliness, a joyful outlook, a peaceful spirit, a calm mind that can access the wisdom that God has already given you? You know, without a calm mind, you can't access anything. If your mind is frazzled, you're going all over the place, man, you are making every decision wrong. You're living by emotions. Things are, are going left and right and all over the place. You're not stable. You're not ready. You're not able. You're not walking by the strength of God. And those things happen in our lives. When we minister, when we come to live, when we come to give of ourselves, man, we want to do that right. So let me talk to you about this. Where is your heart? 
not from the per, not from the perspective of where is it currently located? How does it feel? Is it located in confusion or located in regret? I'm talking where is your heart going to be when you put it in there, when you put it into its place? Where are you going to take your heart today? Or, or maybe ask this, where have you taken your heart today? Have you even tried to do something with your heart? When have you decided it's going to happen? You know, one of the last podcast, I think it was the last podcast I did, I talked about this, passion. The passion is not a discovery, it's a decision. Where have you decided you're going to be passionate about today? What have you decided that no matter what you were going to do today? I don't, I don't mean like no matter what, I'm going to get that backyard mode. No, I'm not talking about no matter what, I am not going to allow fear. No matter what, I am not going to be unjoyed. No matter what, I am not going to respond to people based on how I feel. Where have you taken your heart today? And this really brings me to the, to, to the central part of what I want to talk about. Listen, your heart is going to be whatever you make it. That's it. That's all it's ever going to be. Your heart is yours. It's always going to be yours. And what comes in it and what comes out of it is yours. When the Bible says in Proverbs, guard your heart, you are the guard. Now the guard does two things, like a, like a prison guard, like a guard on a wall, like a watchtower, anything. It does two things. It looks on the outside and sees what's trying to come in, declares whether it's right or wrong, safe or not. And it looks on the inside at what's going on and declares whether it's right or wrong. Because the choice is yours. You have been given a decision between life or death, blessing or cursing. You must choose. The heart is a field. And it talks in Mark chapter four about, you know, the sower sows the word. And some falls by this, the wayside and this. And I'm not gonna talk about all that, but Jesus explains this to his disciples over in Mark chapter four. And we see that he's saying, this is your heart. Your heart, you, you take in spirituality into your heart, not into your head, into your heart. See, there, there's, a, there's a, well, in, uh, Jesus talks about there that uh, some of it falls by the wayside and doesn't grow at all. Satan just takes it. These are people that ignore the word, and then there's some that's taken in, and, and, it, and it has no root, and it grows up, and they're joyful about it, but it's immediately crushed, immediately dries out. And that's because it never got into their heart; it just stayed in their head. You got to take it into your heart. The question is, how are you doing that? You know, we have to guard our hearts. We are the guard. So, what are you doing today? What are you doing right now? I don't know when you're listening to this podcast. This could be on a lunch break. You could be listening to it at work. So let me start asking you a couple of questions. And I've asked these questions before, but I'm going to ask them again. Where'd you get your joy today? What are you focused on in your heart today? When's the last time you were walking down the hallway at work, walking down your hallway, maybe at your house or your apartment, and you let out a whoo, glory to God. Because in your heart and in your mind, you are focused on them. When's the last time you were driving down the road, wiping the tears away from your eyes as you worship and praise the most holy God? I'm telling you, in the time we live in, 
in the in, in the time at the time I'm recording this podcast. Let me let me click on the date. Make sure I get the, it is October twenty fourth, Saturday, October twenty fourth, ten thirty three a.m. We are two weeks away from an election. We are got coronavirus stuff going on. I don't know when you're listening to it, but listen, there is too many things going on in this world. Too many things coming up in the future. Too many important things that the enemy is attacking and God's trying to move forward through us. He's trying to move it forward through us. Too many things going on to start neglecting the heart. To not to start neglecting worship and moments of intimacy and times of prayer and studying the word. I'm asking you, what are you doing with your heart? If you are the guard of your heart, what are you letting in and what are you keeping out? What have you determined? Bring that forward so I can put it into my heart. Where have you taken your heart today? When is the last time you worshiped and praised? When is the last time you danced before the Lord? You're like, Chad, I'm not much of a dancer. That's not my kind of way. I'm not a dancer. I'm not either. I'm terrible at it. If somebody sees me dancing, they're going to be like, oh, that guy's off of his meds. Somebody help him. That's how bad it is. But man, I'll do it. I do it still in my prayer times. I jump and I leap and I worship and I clap my hands and I let out a big, woo, glory to God. I'm telling you, because there's some joy in my heart. And it did not get there by accident. It did not, I did not become passionate about God because I discovered one day he was real. When I discovered he was real, I decided to seek him. Over in Hebrews chapter 11, it says that those who seek God must first believe he is God and then know or believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you know what the reward of a diligent seeker is? Any seeker. Anyone who's seeking fame or power or money or, or drugs or whatever, the reward of a diligent seeker is that they find what they are seeking. God said, if you are a diligent seeker, that means you didn't just do it here and do it there and you fit it into your day and, oh, your work schedule changed, so now you have time to pray. <clears throat> your work schedule changed, so now you have time to pray. No, 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 that's not, that's not a diligent seeker. That's not a diligent seeker. He said, those that diligently seek me, those who ignore the emotions, those who more ignore the circumstances and bring themselves into a place where they are asking for God to move and come into their heart and fill them with his word and their wisdom, they are looking to know God. He said, I will guarantee you, you will find me. He said it right there in Hebrews chapter 11, I am a rewarder. Not I will be or I might or it could be. Depends on a roll of the dice. No, I am the rewarder. Where have you taken your heart today? What are you doing with your heart to make sure it's ready and prepared for your every day? Not just for ministry, but for your every day. Because see, our ministry lives or the areas where we volunteer or serve or we are on staff at a church or some type of ministry, our ministry is not separate from our personal lives. So many people believe that that's not the case, but they are not two different things. And it's never the case that who you are at work, who you are at school, who you are every at this part of your life is, is a condition, is part of or an outflow of who you are personally, intimately. When no one's looking, there is no part of your life that does not affect the other parts of your life. Do you understand me? No part, no part of your life. Everything about who you are is everything about who you are. Every part of it. 
That's why God said you must, above all things, guard your heart. And you got to make, you got to put your heart in, in a place. Make your emotions set aside. Set, set them aside. You got to tell them to behave. Because let me, let me just talk about it. Emotions are liars. Emotions are liars. Okay, they will be with you one moment and against you the next. You cannot live by emotions. That's why when you wake up in the morning, you cannot search your heart to find out what kind of a day you're going to have in. Or you can't search your heart to, to find out how you feel or, or, or what is your emotional state. You must search your heart and say, hey, heart, uh, you're supposed to be over here. You better get your tail over here. You're supposed to be joyful. You're supposed to have faith in God. You're not supposed to be depressed. You're not supposed to be worried. You better get your tail over here into this area of the word of God and, and, and have joy. I don't care if you feel bad. Get over here now. You got to take your heart. Where have you taken your heart today? And I don't mean that as a rhetorical question. I actually mean that more, more literal. I'm talking about today. The day that you are listening to this podcast, what have you determined to do with your heart? Not with your day, not with your to-do list, with your heart. And just, just do this. Where in your day have you sectioned out a time before you and God? Just you and God. Are you going to give him 10 minutes? Is that all he's worth? 30 minutes. If 30 minutes can do you good, how good can 40 minutes do? What about 50? What about two hours? What is the limit of the amount of God you want in your life today? Now, listen, I'm not saying that our entire lives are to be spent in the presence of God. If you look at Adam and Eve, the original, perfect, sinless, created moment in history, when everything was perfect, they did not spend their entire day with God. Of course, they also didn't have sin at that point in the world that was constantly draining them of the power of God and their presence of God in this. And we won't get into all of that because right now in the world we live in that's got sin and it's got lust and it's got immorality in it, there are drains in our lives that are constantly leaking out the power of God. And we are constantly having to fill ourselves and build it up. In a perfect world, that would not be the case, but that is not the current place we are. We will be there again one day, but you're not there now. But there's the grace of God, which we get from knowing God and trusting God and having faith in God. Let me, let me bring this scripture out. Proverbs 18, chapter, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. Listen to this. The strong spirit of a person sustains them in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise it up or bear it? So you have two contrasts here, a strong spirit, a strong inner man, a strong heart full of the things of God, focused on God, that is a heart that is connected and led by the spirit man, because they are different, okay? It said that that will sustain a person in trouble even through pain, bodily harm, can sustain them in those moments. Listen to this, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15, all of the days of the afflicted are evil. But he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Now, 
I don't know about you, but not every day I live is perfect. Some days are more difficult than others. Some days there's just some annoying things I've got to take care of. Some days some people are just not acting right and it's bothering my heart. How can I be in a continual feast? I can, and if, let me tell you, feast is not a bad thing. The, the Bible's not talking about a continual gluttony of, of you know, turkey legs and beans. It's talking about a continual feast in the heart. That's what it, the days, but he who is of a merry heart. The heart is in a continual state of joyfulness and fullness. How is that the case when you have days that are bad, when you have moments that are rough? I guess it depends on how you're feeding the heart. I guess that depends on where your heart is focused. I guess that depends on what you're using to sustain your heart. See, the strong spirit of a person sustains them. But a broken spirit, a broken heart, who can bear that up? Who can even fix that? How can you do anything with that? Others really can't. A person's heart is always their responsibility. It's always going to be your responsibility to sustain, to feed, to nourish, to strengthen. And that's what a strong spirit is. It says the strong spirit of man will sustain him. That's what it means. Feed, nourish, strengthen, supply. Where are you going to get all that material? Where are you going to get that attitude, that right attitude, that, that, that desire to move forward, that desire to say, I don't care how I feel. I don't care the emotions. I don't care how they've acted. I am going to live righteous. Where are you going to get that if you did not put it in? And it's why I've asked, what are you going to do with your heart today? What are you going to do? Listen, we are Christians We were made for this. We were created by God to have a joyful fellowship. Sin came in and destroyed some things. Now there is a new lifestyle, even though it's temporary, thank God, because one day we'll be delivered from this and we won't have to deal with this sinfulness. But for right now, now we have a lifestyle where we have to feed ourselves on the word of God because they are things that are stealing our strength. What are you feeding on? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you taking your time to do? John 15 verse five says this, I am the vine and you are the branch. He who abides, abides. That means they make their home. Not they walked past, but they moved in, purchased a home and moved into it. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse 9, as the Father loved me, I, John 15, 9, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Live there. It doesn't say you will live there. It doesn't say you're there now. It says you abide. This infers that it is a decision for you to make. All the things of God are accessible to us but we have not accessed all things to God. Then that doesn't mean he is hiding himself from us till we pay some price. That is not what a good father does. But sin, if it has the reason there is anything as an enemy, that we, we call Satan an enemy. He is an enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you know what that means? It means that he can actually accomplish something in you. That doesn't mean you have to let it, but he has an ability to distract, to harm, and to take the life of God from you. 
But Jesus has come that we might have life and have it abundantly. Listen, life is one thing, but abundant life, man, that's a whole nother level. How do you get there? How can a person, like it says over in Proverbs, be in a continual feast? A merry heart makes a person's life a continual feast because the heart is in the right place. So here's what I want to get to today. When is the last time you have lifted your hands and just worshiped the Almighty? When is the last time when you have begun to pray for the downtrodden and the sick and the hurting? And you think sometimes, how would that work? I'm telling you, when you begin to lift up your voice in prayer for those who need to know God, it will change your heart. It will change the way you work. It will change the way you live. It will change the way you look at the people in the checkout line at the grocery store acting a fool while you're trying to just move through and get your groceries. It will change your life. It'll change the way you see people. It'll change your heart so you can see it others a different way. When is the last time you spent those moments? You said, man, I am blocking out this time. This one hour, this two hours, I'm going to put on some worship music. I am just going to sing songs, sing to God until whatever they're singing doesn't matter, and I'm singing my own song. When is the last time you have taken time to be passionate about God. In the times we live in, there are very few things I can think of that are more important than that. It's time we have to be passionate about God. And it's not a discovery, it is a decision. Today, this day, whatever day you are in that you're listening to this podcast, this is a day where you can decide to take your heart to the word of God and read out of the book of Matthews, Matthew, read out of Romans, read out of Ephesians. This is a day when you can take your heart and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And you can take your heart and begin to cry out for those that are broken and those that are hurting. You can take your heart and you can begin to speak against the work of the enemy. You can say, by his stripes, I am healed. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not going to live in fear. I have all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My life is built on great and precious promises from God. And he who spared not his only son, how much more will he not freely give me all things, including wisdom and understanding and peace of mind and favor and grace? When is the last time You took your passion into your hands and placed your heart in a passionate position before God. Now is the day. Tomorrow is the day. The day after tomorrow, that's the day too. It is time to be passionate about a relationship with God. Not passive. A relationship with God does not get fit into your schedule where it can Your schedule, your life will fit in where God allows it. And I'll I'll bring this up. There was a time in my life where spending God, it was really becoming difficult. I was taking my kids to school early in the morning, and then I'm working, then I'm trying to work out after working this. And the Holy Spirit said, listen, Chad, if I come first, I can't come second. And at that moment, I knew right then what he was talking about. I had to get up early. And I'll tell you, it was the most difficult thing I did for years years, and I still get it really early and spend time with God, but at that time, I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning, and I did that seven days a week, no day to sleep in, and I did that for years, changed my life, and I'm just being honest because I'm human. 
I don't know how many mornings I ended up falling asleep at 4.50 or 5 a.m. I'm dumped over on the living room floor, drooling out of my mouth till 5.30 when the cat comes in and meows at me and startles me and wakes me up. I realize I haven't hardly done anything that morning. But listen, you are never gonna be perfect. That's why God loves you. And that's not just why, I'm sorry, that's not why God loves you. That's why he has mercy on you. That's why there's grace on your life. He'll strengthen you in those weak moments and he will forgive your weaknesses if your heart is in the right place. And I'm telling you, as junky and as, and as I don't know how to say it, it just was not that great of a seeking God experience from my standpoint. I didn't really do it like I should, but God rewarded it nonetheless. Changed my life. Changed my life. Where are you today? with your heart? Where is your heart today? And I don't mean where is it, can you locate it to see where you're at? I say, where is it? Where are you going to put it? Where is it? Is it, is it over there in depression? Is it over there in confusion? Is it over there in distraction? You got 18 things planned today and God ain't one of them. Where is your heart? Why don't you call it to the presence of God? Why don't you say, come on heart, get over here. Get over here in the presence. Get over here into the word. And I don't just mean reading your daily reading plan. I mean, you take those scriptures. You begin to, you write down things about God. Listen, here's a big one. Here, here is a really big, this is a real heart test. When's the last time you took 10, 15 minutes? I know that seems like a long time. And just told God, I love you. Just lifted your hands, closed your eyes. God, I love you. And I know you love me too. Father, I love you. And I know you love me too. Father, I know you're here right now with me. I love you. Listen, that is a real heart check. It's just you and you at that point. There's no one else around, no other distractions. You don't even need any special instrumental music or dark lighting so you know the presence can flow. Just stand, sit. Lift your hands, close your eyes, and say, God, I love you. When's the last time you made time to do that? I'm telling you, the joy of the Lord is our strength. If anything in the word of God is true, then that scripture must be true as well. The strong spirit of a man, of a person. I don't mean just a male, a man or woman. The strong spirit of a person sustains them. It's time to strengthen that inner man. Feed your spirit man on the presence of God and let your spirit man take over and rule your heart. And if the heart isn't where the spirit man is, you go bring it to the presence of God and say, you get your tail in here till you get yourself right. Get your heart, heart, get over there in the word. Heart, get over there in the worship. Heart, get over there in the prayer until you start thinking and acting right because we are gonna go out today and we are gonna make a difference in the life. We are gonna be a light. We are gonna be a joy. And you're, you're gonna do it, heart. Your heart is not in control of your life. You are the guard. You are the pilot. So where are you gonna take your heart today? And that's all I got to say, guys. 
I hope the podcast was a blessing to you. And if it was, let us know. You know, you can always write us. You can always email us. And all the information is on the web stripe, web stripe, website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. Got all our podcasts up there. I've got notes for podcasts up there. We've got an Instagram and Facebook page. I'm not a big social media guy, so I don't put a whole lot into those. But I, 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 I do, you know, you can follow them. At least you'll know when the next podcast comes out. And that's it. If this was a blessing to you, share it with somebody. Share it. Send it to them. And remember to do it with the right attitude. Don't be like, oh, man, you need to hear this because your life is jacked up. No, send it to them. Say, this was a blessing to me. I, I bet it'll be a blessing to you. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>